G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Wednesday rolls around quickly. Our opportunity today to check on breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross is across them. He's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Well, this time of year is pretty exciting, Ron. The Sukkot celebrations started on Sunday and they'll be front and centre for seven days. What are they all about? Yeah, Sunday marked the beginning of Sukkot 2022, otherwise known as the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. It's a busy time of the year in the Hebrew calendar as many important holidays and festivals start taking place from early October through to December. The festival of Sukkot begins five days after the end of fasting for Yom Kippur. Sukkot commemorates the years the Jews spent in the desert on their way to the Promised Land and celebrates the way in which God protected them under difficult desert conditions. Because of the emphasis on the shelter, the main objective of the holiday is to build a sukkah, an outdoor booth that provides shade while allowing those inside to see the sky. The sukkah is also blessed with Abba Minim, also known as the four species of Sukkot. Those species are Lulav, the palm branch, Hadas the myrtle, Arava the willow, and Etrog citron. They're mentioned in the third book of the Bible, Leviticus. Once built and blessed, families eat all their meals inside the sukkah, and in some cases even sleep there for the duration of the festival. I remember many happy times with uh, Jews who invited us to enjoy them and celebrate in their sukkah. Fabulous stuff. Hey, Ron, all sorts of developments this week in the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And now the Israeli Prime Minister, Yair Lapid, has condemned Russia for the first time as Prime Minister. Yair Lapid has condemned Russia's invasion in the early days of the war last February and March when he was foreign minister. But this was the first time such a statement from any Israel prime minister has been made. I strongly condemn the Russian attacks on the civilian population in Kiev and other cities across Ukraine, Lepid wrote. I send our sincere condolences to the families of the victims and the Ukrainian people. In response, the Russian embassy in Israel said in a statement that we heard words of strong condemnation from Israel officials about Russia's attack on the civilian population of the cities of Ukraine. According to the Ministry of Defense of Russia, today the Russian armed forces launched a precision attack on military facilities, communication hubs, and the energy infrastructure of Ukraine. The Russians said it's worth noting that unfortunately Israel has chosen to remain silent during eight years of continuous Ukrainian terrorism. In recent weeks, Israel said it would not recognize Russia's annexation of swathes of Ukraine. The Moretz leader, that's a political party, 
Zahava Galon, called on Israel to supply Ukraine with missile defence systems. Okay, let's get our head around some other headlines that are going around. Uh, The Archbishop of Canterbury has warned of a negative impact if the UK embassy is moved to Jerusalem. What's being reported here, Ron? The Archbishop is concerned about the potential impact of moving the British embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem before a negotiated settlement between Palestinians and Israelis has been reached, said a statement released to Jewish News by Archbishop Welby spokesperson. In expressing his misgivings over a possible transfer of the embassy, Welby joins a growing chorus of political parties and religious leaders expressing similar concern. Cardinal Vincent Nichols, the Catholic Archbishop of Westminster, wrote to Prime Minister Truss encouraging her not to move the UK's embassy to Jerusalem. Such a relocation of the embassy would be seriously damaging to any possibility of lasting peace in the region, as well as to the international reputation of the United Kingdom, the Cardinal said. And no doubt there'll be a lot of debate around that. And Ron, Iran protests, they've entered their fourth week, defying a deadly crackdown. What's this one about? This is really getting out of hand. I expected it to be knocked in the head in a week. But as you say, it's the fourth week. Schoolgirls chanted slogans, workers went on strike, and street clashes erupted across Iran at the weekend as protests over the death of Masa Amini entered a fourth week in defiance of the crackdown. Anger flared after the 22-year-old Iranian Kurd's death on September 16, three days after she was arrested in Tehran by the morality police for an alleged breach of the Islamic Republic's strict dress code for women. Iran said at the weekend an investigation found Armenia died of a long-standing illness rather from blows on the head, despite her family reportedly saying she had been healthy. The protests continued even as ultra-conservative Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi posed for a group of photographs with female students at Tehran's Al-Zahra University. He called for unity and vowed that the efforts of the wishes would be thwarted. Videos and pictures published on social media apparently showed students outside the university taking off and waving their hijabs and denouncing Raisi and his regime. Okay, let's come back to Israel and the West Bank, where Christian missionaries were almost lynched by an angry mob in Hebron. How does this one look? Yeah, two vehicles belonging to Christian missionaries and tourists accidentally drove into the Palestinian Authority-controlled city of Hebron last week, where they were surrounded by an angry mob and had to be extricated to safety by security forces. Hebrew language media reported that a van and a private vehicle carrying 11 people had driven into the city shortly after the Yom Kippur holiday ended. Social media footage from the scene depicts a large crowd of onlookers standing around the vehicle as Palestinian security forces eventually move in to rescue the trapped visitors. Haim Melspine, a Christian missionary who runs the Aliyah Return Centre in northern Israel, 
confirmed on his YouTube account that the vehicles which mistakenly entered the Arab city are affiliated with, with his organization. You've seen plastered all over the news the videos of these riotous, murderous individuals who surround one of our Aliyah return center cars, he said in a video. It was a lynch mob, and they went out to lynch some of our staff. Challenging times. Hey, Ron, let's top off with a story around the Israel Allies Foundation, and they've announced the top Christian allies to Israel in the world. How does this list look? Yeah, Pastor Larry Hutch of the Texas-based New Beginnings Megachurch topped the third individual list of, I'm sorry, the third annual list of Israel's top 50 Christian allies, which were released at the weekend by Israel Allies Foundation in honor of the Jewish Sukkot holiday beginning the same night. Coming in at number two is media personality Mike Huckabee, while former Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper moved up one spot from 2021 and now ranks Israel's third top Christian ally. Former U.S. United Nations envoy Nikki Haley, who defended Israel tirelessly at the global body, as well as the former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompei, was instrumental in bringing about a string of pro-Israel policies in the U.S. They're both included in the top ten. The list includes high-profile representation from Hollywood, such as Pat Boone and Chuck Norris, as well as lesser-known leaders such as Reverend Otsuka of Japan, a Presbyterian pastor who heads the Holocaust Education Center, which educates thousands of Japanese children about the genocide of the Jews by the Nazis. And in a statement it said, it is Christians, not countries that stand with Israel, IAF President Josh Reinstein told the media. He said, faith-based diplomacy is Israel's most effective diplomatic weapon. And I can tell you from my personal relationship with Josh Reinstein, he's mad about Israel and he's even mad about the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And someone needs to add the Ron Ross name to that list. Well, there's a lot that I didn't mention. Ron, always appreciate uh, your passionate uh, way of looking at those headlines, uh, bringing those to us each week. Thanks so much for delivering them wonderfully again today on 2020. Thank you very much, Phil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.